Ashley and I both lost our bet. Oh my God, we definitely did because I got to the point and I was like, bet, this is it. And then it was, no, no. Nope. This, this is a lot, but it's not it. I was wrong. And then Ashley was also wrong because the deed wasn't done technically. It was playtime, not spicy time. Okay, I was going to talk to you about this because I was like, technically, this isn't, you know. It's not spicy time. It's not spicy time. It's playtime. Yeah, it's playtime. And I was just like, so does that count? Does that not count? I was like, I mean, it it counts as spice in the book, but it doesn't count as the deed. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So neither of us will be getting Starbucks this week. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) To Wyatt Hart. Oh my God. Um, Can I just say before we jump in that I am loving this Cassian and Nesta smut. I am so here for it. Oh my God. Okay. Their stuff is like so much more spicier than Reese and Farrah's. Yes. And like feral and raunchy. And I was like, oh my God. Right. I was like, okay, mess. I didn't know you had it in you. Right. I was right. like, this is. <laughs> I sat there was like, uh, hold up. You're not about to just fly past what you just said. I was like, wait. Like, when did this become a whorehouse? Right. All right. Cassie and Nesta is making it a whorehouse and it don't help that the house itself has like a whole personality. So wait, I think it was uh, Dominique from um, Instagram, Blessed With Books, or at Blessed With Books. I think it was Dominique that was like, so the House of Wind is Casita. And I was like, yes! Yeah! No, it is! It definitely is! I like the dynamic, though. I I like that they're the only ones in the house and that the house is, like, their buffer because Cass was, like, the buffer for As and More. The house is the comic release. It's fucking hilarious. It's already giving four to five stars for me. Already. I... Look, I really, really did like, or I do love the first three books, you know, because it's Reese and Farrah's story and like, it was amazing. It was such a great journey. But just this book alone, (laughs) this book alone, it's completely different, right? It has a whole different feel. And I'm like, yeah, I'm digging this. Even though Nessa's getting on my fucking nerves, but we'll talk about that too. Okay, but I feel like Farrah was getting on our nerves in the beginning too. And then like, she kind of changed. She was. She, but bruh, what do you mean in the beginning? She still gets on my fucking nerves. <laughs> like, I she still don't, don't think like all her. the way through. But like, Nesta is is like, it, what it is is like, it's a lot of self-loathing from Nesta's part that I'm like, okay, Nesta, like, can we get to the healing? I get that like, you've been through a shit ton of stuff, but like, can we, can we maybe potentially, you know, get through something you know what i mean have a breakthrough really think about this right it's like a very it's a slow uphill battle for her but she's kind of getting there but that's not the reason why i'm upset with her like when we get to that chapter i'll let you know why (laughs) because i want to i want to full out give her a verbal lashing okay all right so let's jump into it with chapter 15 nesta is in the library doing her job she thinks that she sees something in the dark her and Gwen. In the dark of the library. Granted, we already know Braxis is gone. But he left something in that darkness. I was like, oh, what? Girl, I don't even want to know. But didn't Gwen say... Does he know that he left something behind? He probably does. Just to, like, scare the shit out of people that still want to go down there. And Gwen was like, yeah, the darkness trails some of the priestesses to their rooms sometimes. And I'm like, why the fuck wasn't this bought up to Reese? Right. How come nobody has spoken to Reese about this? Right. It's supposed to be a safe haven and they don't feel safe. Like, why? (laughs) What? Right. Exactly. I don't feel safe outdoors. I don't feel safe in the library, but I'm going to stay in the library and just let the thing follow me. Like, Like, what? Make it make sense, Sarah. Sarah. (laughs) That needs to be on a shirt. Make it make sense, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts coming soon. So her and Gwen kind of have a little cute, like, not banter, but talk. And Gwen... Admits, because Nesta thought Gwen didn't know who she was. And Gwen admits, no, I know you're the sister of the high lady. Like, I know who you are. She's like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, after everything that Gwen's been through, I'd be the same way. Like, bitch, just do what I ask you to do. I wanted to point out that Nesta sees Gwen's stone that the priestesses usually wear on their heads, and she has it in her hand. And Nesta asks her, she's Mm -hmm. like, well, why don't you wear your your stone on your head? She's like, oh, I'm not a priestess. And she's like, well, why not? And she's like, she doesn't deserve to be, I think is what she says. Yeah, she does. That's what she says. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Because we know the type of lives that the priestesses lead. We know that there's not really a lot that they aren't 
allowed to do in terms of like, mm-hmm. you know, um, having sex and marrying and bearing children and stuff like that. Does she feel like she doesn't deserve to be a priestess because of what happened to her? Does she feel like she doesn't deserve to be a priestess because maybe she did something to someone else? Maybe. Her trauma is horrific. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Like, like Gwen's trauma is pretty bad. So maybe what it is is like she feels as though she's just not worthy to wear the stone after what happened to her. Maybe there, there's more to it that we just don't know. You know what I mean? But I mean, that alone... I wouldn't be surprised if that alone just made her feel like unworthy. Yeah, I thought that maybe she had found a way because she said that the stone that they have isn't technically um, used as a magical way to hurt other people. But I was like, well, maybe she found a way to use that to hurt somebody else. And now she feels like she's not like worthy to be a priestess because priestesses don't hurt people. Um, But yeah, I I definitely think that's something that we need to find out later. So further into the chapter, Cassian and Nesta are still basically practicing. He also tells Nesta the full story about what happened to his mom. And I was like, oh my God, Cassian, you're breaking my heart. This is so sad. This is so sad. But at the same time, it makes so much sense as to why he is the way he is. Mm -hmm. And like why he was so adamant about having a female Illyrian unit. Or even just teaching the females and stuff. Or them um, not clipping the wings. This is why like him and Reese were so adamant about it. Later in the chapter, after Nesta gets back to her room, why does the house have more recommendations for her? More book recommendations? Because the house is a romance lover. It's the genre. And the house forces her to go to dinner with Cassian. The house is like, no. (laughs) The house is like, no. The house opened the door. She's like, I said I want to eat here. The house opened the door wider. She's like, what the fine, fine. (laughs) The house is like, basically, I have my own romance novel playing out right in front of me. Let me just keep going. Coming soon, title TBD. But I'm, I'm looking at something with the house has eyes. But at dinner, Nessa notices that Cassian is kind of bracing himself for the venom that mm. she's going to spew his way. And I think it's like the second or third time that she's noticed it. And she feels like really yeah. bad because, you know, every yep. time he's a little bit vulnerable, he thinks that she's going to come for him. And I was like, well, bitch, that's yeah. what you wanted, right? You're going to have to earn his trust again. You damage that relationship. You have to build it back up. Like, don't be sorry. Be better. Thanks. But this is also the chapter where they kind of like get a little bit of a taste for each other. Granted, they already had a taste for each other. But in this chapter, they have like a really close encounter. And Cassian says, the first time I saw that look on your face, you were still human. Your power is a song and one I've waited a very, very long time to hear Nesta. And I was like, yes. And I wrote down, I was like, he's such a tease. He is no legit. Like they uh, they were talking about other monsters that he's put in the prison. Yeah. And then that conversation just evolved. They start basically flirting. At the end of this, Cassian warmed her up essentially and then left. He was like, I could tell and you exactly dipped. what I'm going to go do right now. And he walked off. I was like, oh, Cassian. And this basically moved on with Nesta, you know. She was, you know, playtime by herself in the bedroom. Right, exactly. She told the house, she's like, don't come back until the morning. The fact that she had the thought to be like, hey, can you leave? Like knowing that that the house is a presence. (laughs) But like, how do you know that the house listened? Well, she said she felt like kind of the air kind of whoosh out, I think, or something like that. And then she, you know, you know, she had playtime. That moves into chapter 16. And they're at breakfast the next morning and both of them are so fucking awkward. It's because not only did Nesta get herself off, but then Cassian got himself off three times in order to just ease up. Now they're like at the table and they're just like, I believe I just said what I said last night. I did what I did last night. She obviously knows what I was doing last night. I know what she was doing last night. It was the fact that Cassie was like, what's your book about? And she's like, the book is about a book. It was that for me. She was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> she was dumb. <laughs> right, like get it together. I do want to bring up that during the training session, Nesta genuinely gives Cassian a a smile, like a real smile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it catches him completely by surprise. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. It was kind of like a favorite Reese moment with Starfell. Yeah, where it was just like, they didn't expect, yeah, they didn't expect it to happen. And like, it happens and they both are just kind of like, oh. Um, Also, in this chapter, he talks about the blood rite. Yes. He talks more in detail. Um, And he explains that to her. He also explains that like, 
because they fall on the subject of the female Illyrian unit. And he's like, he would love to have that. It's just very difficult. They make it very difficult. The Illyrians, the males, and anybody else who thinks as a traditionalist. Especially if they have to compete in the blood right as well in order to become respected. Right. He's like, I can make a female Illyrian unit, but because if they didn't um, participate in the blood right, then the rest of the males wouldn't want to fly with them. They wouldn't want to do anything. And it would be like a shame upon them type of thing. The main thing that I want to bring out from that conversation is that Nesta actually thinks about having the other people who have experienced trauma as well, mainly the priestesses, to come and train with her and Cassian. And she's like, I don't know if it would help their trauma, but I believe that it will. If it's helping mine, why not give it a shot? Facts. I like this little moment because Cass is like, I like this. I like this a lot. And like Nesta, when he praised her for it, she was just so happy. I was like, look at her becoming a better person. So moving on to chapter 17, this is when Nesta proposes this to uh, Chloe. And she's like, I'm not going to be opposed to it in any way. She's like, do I believe any of the priestesses will do it? Probably not. But I give you the go ahead. I give you the green pass. Go ahead. Post the sign of she. And I was like, okay, this is great. Like everybody is willing to like go with this idea. You know what I mean? Like, Instead of just shooting it down because it's Nesta. Right. And of course, she puts it up and, you know, some days pass and, you know, nobody is signed up. So she's kind of losing faith. But Cassian tells Nesta, just like Amran told him, keep reaching out your hand. Reaching out. And I was like, bro, is this my new favorite couple? Like, (laughs) yes, no, this is my new favorite couple. By the time I was finished with these chapters, by the time I got to chapter 25, I was like, Favorite and Reese who? Right. Like, this is it. Right. <laughs> this is it. Also on page 203, Elaine comes to visit and Nesta is recalling what her mom said about Elaine. I, w- I want to read this description because if this Go isn't ahead. the most accurate goddamn thing. So <laughs> their mother said, Elaine is pleasant to look at. But she has no ambition. She does not dream beyond her garden and pretty clothes. She will be an asset on the marriage market for us one day, if that beauty holds. But it will be our own maneuverings, Nesta, not hers, that win us the advantageous match. I was like, so they knew this bitch wasn't going to be shit (laughs) from when she was little. No, seriously. Like, they were like, oh, she's pretty, but she's dumb. But you know what? I feel like that description, like that little paragraph you just read, worked twofold. So one, it described what they thought of Elaine, Mm -hmm. right? How she was dumb and pretty. But then it also, if we remember, Nesta has said she was her mother's creature. That is what I was talking about. The fact that her mom was talking to her in that way, we have to be cunning. We have to be wolves in this type of, you know, playing field of politics for us to climb that social ladder. And that's why I was like, this is why Nesta is like, I was my mother's creature that was very much necessary to describe more or shed a light on more of their relationship. Yeah. Also, during this whole situation, like, again, I'm not a fan of Elaine. So, like, Elaine trying to talk to Nesta the way she was, I was just like, you need to leave well enough alone. Let this girl work through her own trauma on her own. Like, you guys did it before. Obviously, it wasn't working. But now she has Cassian as, like, a decent buffer or a decent backbone type of thing. Right. Where, like, it's helping her. And then the library and like she's meeting new people. And I'm like, let her deal with this. Let her meet the new people. Let her have her little flirtatious whatever the fuck with Cassian. And let her be for a couple weeks. Right. When she's ready to approach you again, then she will. Oh my God. I feel like Elaine Elaine just made this worse. Elaine has never really thought things through. Unless it came to Grayson. Oh my God. And when it came to Grayson, she was like, I think we should do this. And oh my God, this will no, work. Nessie even brings that up. She's like, nobody like did anything to make you get up off your ass when you were pining over Grayson and when you had lost your humanity and when you didn't want to eat and when you didn't want to like talk to people. And Lane's like, yeah, but I also wasn't, you know, drowning myself in liquor and sperm. So. Okay. And? Right. And? <laughs> And I was just like, both of, you, like both of you just need to separate. You in one corner of the room, you I, in the other corner of the room. But I do want right. to say this is the worst agu- argument. <laughs> this is the worst argument they had this far. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my God. This is the worst <laughs> argument that they have had this far. And honestly, I don't know why Nesta did this to Elaine. I know she's still like in her headspace and whatever. She's not ready to communicate exactly what's going on with her 
But it's also like, yeah. why are you continuing to, I, it's well enough for you to push her away, but do you really have to like wound her like that? I think all of this is just a part of the trauma and it's just a part of like a reflex that she has to protect herself that unfortunately lashes out to everybody. And she's learning slowly how to like handle that. Now, I don't know if this is the same for you, but when Elaine went out to Reese and Cassian on the balcony, was like, I'd like to go home now. Reese was mm-hmm. livid. Like, what happened? What did she do? Da-da-da. Like, he's really, really overprotective. And I'm like, first of all, she's not Feyre. Calm down. Second of all, you're getting on my nerves with all of this hate that you have towards Nessa. Like, yes, we don't like her right now, but you need to chill the fuck out. I will say that one comment everybody has said, like, that I've seen reviews about, everybody's been like, Reese is a dick in this book. From Nesta's point of view, from this whole situation, they're like, he's a dick. Like, yes, people didn't like Nesta. Yes, she was mean and she was whatever. But like, it was almost as if he could only see the negative. And that's what Cassian actually said to him. I like that Cassian was like, you have to give her time. Like, he he stood up for her. And I don't know what Reese's problem yeah. is. But yeah, seeing him from this point of view, is just like, ill, no, trash. Um, But Cassian does try to confront Nesta on what happened. She lost her shit and now we're back to square one. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. Like after all the progress that she's made. But see, this is what I'm saying though. Like Elaine came in to do what? Do you know what I mean? Like you came in, you weren't helping to begin with. And then you came in to do what? To talk to, to what? You knew she was, she was having a hard time. You knew that they sent her to the house of wind in order to mellow her out in some way. And you just showing up unannounced was not the best idea. Right. And Cassian is like, next time, like, I will ask Nesta. Make sure she's okay with them coming. That promptly moves us into chapter 18. This is what I call it. Nesta versus the Twisting Tower of Terror. And she actually makes it to step 1000. So this, this is what I realized as I was, like, reading further along. Whenever she gets into a conflict, whenever there's something that, like, her mind just can't process properly, she immediately goes to the stairs. And it, like, helps to, like, ease up her brain, like, helps to ease up her mind, helps to clear it. At first, she was going to the stairs because she was like, well, I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to make my way to Valaris. Now, though, that's not it. Now she seeks the stairs as a way to clear her head. Right. And it's the same repetitive motion and she can control her breathing and shit like that. So she gets back upstairs and Cassian's still waiting there for her. He's like, oh, I'm not going to drop it. You thought I was going to leave? Like, what set you off? What happened? (laughs) You stuck. Right. (laughs) We going to talk. Right. And we're we're, we're having this conversation. Like, so it was the mention of, of course, her father that set Nesta off. But when Cassian asked, she also refers to the sign-up sheet and asks why none of the priestesses are signing up. In my mind, I'm like, okay, is that another underlying reason? Because she mentioned that if they aren't over their trauma and it's been centuries, then how does she expect to have any hope of getting better? It's a logical thing to think about and it's a logical thing to say because she's really new to the fae life. She's really new to that, you know, immortality that they have. Right. And like, she's already been through a lot of shit as a human, and she's already been through a war. She already lost people that she didn't think she was going to lose. And like, it makes sense that she would sit there and be like, well, shit, you know, I have decades, like eons or whatever, having to deal with this. Like, how long is it going to take? And I think when you're first healing from a trauma, that is always the first question. How long till I go back to normal? How long till I'm not thinking about it and and am happy and joyous and things? So Nesta is in the beginning, like the like the chapter has said, like when we first uh, started, it said this part was called novice. So she's just getting there. She's just starting and she's just trying to figure out like, OK, well, how long is it going to take me? Because there's priestesses that are still down there who have yet to see the light of day. Cassie was like, listen, it could take 10 years. It could take 20 years. It could take one century. But just know that I am here for you and we'll get through it together. He's like, you know, like how long it took Feyre. And she's like, I don't want to talk about Feyre. I don't want to talk about anybody in the inner circle and their fucking heartwarming journeys. And he's like, all right, fuck you. I'll tell you about mine. Exactly. And that showed her right up. <laughs> right. And he was like, all right, we're just going to talk about me. It was great, though, because I felt like this was a good bonding moment for them, in a sense. It was. And it left yeah. her completely stripped bare and vulnerable. Right. right. It's, it was exactly. the first time we've seen her defenses down for more than just a moment. Exactly. It was different. What ends up happening here is... It 
they get to a point where they're really close to each other and they're going back and forth. They're back to bickering. In order to knock the smirk off of Cassian's face, Nesta had the bright idea of kissing him. Right. Move on to chapter 19. And she thought she won. She thought that I kissed him. I knocked him off his pedestal. He's no longer smirking, blah, 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 whatever. I'm out. She goes to step back to leave. And Cassian was like, you're not about to start this and not finish it. Bro, it was a perfect example of the fight or fuck, uh, what is it, complex. I know it's right. fight or flight. If you're that close, it's fight or fuck. Legit. And that's exactly what happened. Stuff got steamy. Oh my God, yes. It, it wasn't even it wasn't even spicy. It was steamy. It was, <laughs> it was steamy. steamy. Yes. Like if you had glasses on, you'd have to fucking they were fogging up. You gotta fogged wipe them up. shits. It was it was a lot. Cassian busted nut in his pants. Okay, let's talk about this. Because he got so excited. <laughs> let's he talk got about so it. excited with what him and Nesta were doing. Because at this point, they're up against the wall. They might as well have had no clothes on. And like, oh yeah, they get there yeah. and Nesta is like, you know, touching him and pawing him and whatever. And then he just, he just busts a nut. Well, that's because she gave him a, um, she gave him a OTP, a o, wait, a OTP, no, a OTP HB or HJ over the pants hand job. There we go. Okay. The moment it happens, the realization of what happened dawned on him. And then Nesta realizing what happened dawns on her and of course she reverts back to bitchy nesta and she's like somebody's quick off the mark and then walks away and i was just like oh but that's that's because when she looked at him and she saw that look she thought that he was gonna say this was a mistake i mean yes and he didn't feel that way at all so wait azriel and cassian at breakfast the next morning This is the banter I live for. If we could get more as, because he's obviously oh fucking God. funny. As is hilarious. If we could get more as of as hilarious. making fun of other people, that is that is it. That is quality work right there. Cassian is literally blanked out thinking about what went last down. night. It's like, oh my God. And Azrael's like, did you hear anything the fuck I just said? No, nope. like, nope, not at all. The way I pictured it, it was like Cassian looks up with like voided eyes and he's like, no, like just. No. Right, like, huh? But it is a serious topic, though, because Azrael's like, we all have to be gathered at the River House for a meeting yeah. on the information that I found about about uh, the, the mortal queens and Baron. And I'm like, oh fuck, this can't be good. Yeah. My immediate thought was, did somebody steal the cauldron from Miriam and Draco? Oh my god! And we have like just a little bit of peace, <laughs> just maybe a couple weeks, a month, please. That's it. Right. They're just like, yeah, we're bored of that. Let's start another war. Right. So that moves into chapter 20. Azriel basically tells everybody that Brillo Pad and Joe Pesci are allies. Joe Pesci. <laughs> I can't Pad say his name. I'm Joe Pesci. I can't say his name. I'm assuming it's Kokeshi. So I was just like, all right, Pesci, because I'm not going to remember Joe that. Joe Pesci. <laughs> yes. So Brillo Pad and Joe Pesci are allies. And Brillopad wants the cauldron to make herself young again. And I was like, okay, that's vain. There has to be more to her reasoning for trying to start another war right. than the fact that she wants to be youthful again. And if that's the only reason, then that's not really a strong plot. But Sarah does have a habit of flipping things on its fucking ass. So I'm still waiting to see what it really is. Yeah. Something else that they end up talking about in this chapter that we should take away is uh, the dead trove. Is it dead or dread? Oh, dread. You're right. Dread. Sorry. I miss <laughs> the dead dread trove. Yeah, the dread trove is basically uh, a mask, a harp, and a crown. Um, and basically, mm-hmm. it's really weird because Reese is like Reese and Amran agree that um, these are probably I want to call them dark objects, like the magic. Yeah, we can we can call them dark. Yeah, objects. like the magic that's used on them is supposed to be, I guess, like really dark magic. Um, so basically, if somebody has all three then they could probably rule anywhere, anything, everybody. Right. And that's what they're trying to explain because Queen Brillopad is basically like, this is what she wants. She wants to get all all of it so that she can come over and kill everybody and like obviously take her revenge on Nesta and things like that. And they were like, she wouldn't even need the cauldron to do that. Right, exactly. Yeah, and all of these things are cauldron made. Like calls to like, so. No, girl, don't, don't say that. Don't say that because if I have to hear that in this book one more fucking time, oh my God. I literally read like cause to like on three pages back to back to back. You counted? You can't find nothing else, bitch. <laughs> nothing else to say. <laughs> magic calls to magic. Spirits call to spirits. 
I am sick and tired <laughs> of like calls alike. If I read it again, I'm putting the fucking book down. So they say that. And um, the reason they say that is because Brillapad was made. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to say that these people, these specific people could probably find the dead trove with ease. Now, with that being said, immediately, I think it's this chapter. Yeah. Nesta, no, Elaine is like, I will help you guys find the dead trove. Or the, yeah, the dread trove. It to me, I like just sat there. I was like, um, can you not? Can you just go somewhere? I like, oh, actually, no, thank you. But Wait, thank you for your for your for your optimism and A for effort, but I'm gonna need you to go sit down. Right. I was like, just I just don't want her here. I just don't want her character here. And I was just like, this does this does nothing for me. She was like, I will help you find the dread trove with her pick me, choose me, love me ass. Oh my god, I can't listen. I- I'm saying this right now, right now. If Az ends up with Elaine, I am going to be so pissed. Not even, I'm going to be pissed, but not because of Lucian. No, if she, I'm just going to be pissed. I will revolt. I'm just going to be pissed because I don't want her to end up with any of the guys. I really don't. I think she's a worthless character and she brings nothing to the table. And I like just sit there and I'm like, I need Lucian to be with somebody who brings something to the table as he brings to the table. I need somebody who brings something to the table as as being spy master brings to the table. Like I I can't I can't have either one of them with a dainty flowery Elaine. Right, like I made bread. Bitch, what? Yay. What? Um okay, so basically that's the end of chapter 20. Move on to 21. And Elaine has volunteered. And Nesta immediately is like, no. She's like, no, you can't go. And then here's the bad part. She looks at Feyre and was like, why can't you go? And it almost, like, not that it almost, it even, even Nesta says it. Nesta's like, I hate that I had to say it because it shows the preference I have between the two sisters. Oh, did she say preference? Because that's the bone that I had to pick with her. No, it definitely showed cowardice, but it also said preference. Well, it's not like we didn't know that she likes Elaine more than she likes Feyre. But my thing is like, you do it. Right? You do it. Why does Feyre have to do every fucking thing? Why does she have to do everything? Like we said in the last episode, Feyre's biggest mistake, bro. (laughs) Her biggest mistake was just not leaving her family to die. That meme was so accurate. So accurate. Just like... They do nothing but burden you, girl. Right. They don't even like you. Right. <laughs> like, bro, we already knew she had a preference for Elaine. She doesn't give a shit about Feyre. Right, exactly. But this is also the same page where Feyre looks at her and she's like, I can't. And like, Nesta's like, why? And Feyre's like, well. It was like, what? Can you speak up? What are, we, what are you saying? Right. She's like, I can't risk it. Risk what? Uh, the embryo. What? <laughs> I was like, I'm pregnant. When she said it louder. Cassian ain't hesitate. This man done tackled Reese and he was like, yes. Oh my God. Not the fact that Nessa said it was a tangle of limbs and wings. <laughs> I pictured Cassian tackling Reese like to the ground, just straight to the ground. Yes. Um, yes. Because Reese was even sitting in a chair. Right. He, he tackled this man to the, to ground, the ground as he was sitting in a chair. Exactly. Um, he's just, he's a big cuddly teddy bear. He's too much, but I love him. I know. It makes me love him even more. So it's funny because. In the beginning of this book, Cassie makes a note of saying that, like, Feyre has this force field around her because the moment they found out Feyre was pregnant, Reese got real overprotective, extremely. Oh, my God. This gives Daddy Reese a whole new meaning. Oh, my God, yo. And not in a good way. (laughs) No, not in a good way. Which is also, like, him and his, or him in this chapter after he, or after Feyre tells Nessa that she's pregnant, he is watching her like a hawk, bro. Mm-hmm. And she actually has the the wherewithal now to be like, oh shit, okay, this is why he's been on me like that. He thinks I'm gonna hurt my own sister. Let me like, let me let him know like, hey, with my body language, I'm not a threat. Right. So it's revealed that Feyre is two months along um, and everybody's like super surprised that they were able to keep this secret for two months. So then I thought this was really, really cute though because it says... Cassian grinned and said to Azriel, we're going to be uncles, like super excited. And then Feyre is like, mother, help this child. But then Feyre turns around and tells Nesta, you're going to be an aunt. And Cassian is like, yeah, mother, help this child. Like, <laughs> he was 
but dead ass, like, because that child is going to need a lot to deal with Nesta. Yeah. Um, Feyre also walks Nesta to the door before she leaves. Yeah. And she lets her know that it's going to be a boy. She's like, I wanted to let you know first. I know it's a boy because the bone carver showed me our son. Um, and Nesta, of course, being Nesta, finds a way to ruin the fucking moment. Oh, God. You know Feyre is fed up when she's just like... She's not, she's not fed up. She's just like, I don't want to do this right now. I tried to share this moment with you. I'm trying to be happy with you. You're obviously not in a place to do that right now, so I'm just going to let you be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's just like, good luck, and walks away. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, you're better than me, because I would have wished her good luck and good riddance. <laughs> no! Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bitch, bye. That moves us into chapter 22, as is trying to push Cassian to get... Nesta to scry for the dead trope because yep. Nesta agreed that she would do it. Yeah. And Cassian hold Cassian holds firm and he's like, listen, she will do it when she's ready. She still believes that there's another way to do it. Let her exhaust all of her options because you can't push Nesta to do anything, you know? Yeah. And like- this is, like I said, Again, him holding firm and standing up for Nesta. It's and I'm just so like, amazing. Oh, I it's love it. It's so amazing because he's standing up to his brother. She don't deserve it. Right. Okay. One, it. she doesn't deserve it. But two, he's standing up to his brothers. And like, these are two guys yeah. that he, you know, would kill for. And like, the fact that he's standing up to them and he's like, listen, you know, just back off. Let her do it the way she wants to do it. And when she's ready, she'll scry. Like, to me, Alex exactly. was like, oh my God. Like, this just endeared him even more. Like, I was just like, ah. Oh. This is starting to become like one of my favorite, favorite characters. I know. I think I'm putting Cassian above Reese at this moment. Yes. Yeah. So was I. It goes, it goes Cassian, Asriel, Reese at this moment. Right. Yeah. So at that point, they start talking about the baby. And like, as Axe's cast, like, do you want kids? And Cass, at first, is kind of like, hmm. But then he's kind of like, yeah, yeah, like he does. And then he asks his as. And as kind of avoids the question. So I think there's a lot saying there. Yeah. Because, you know, he didn't have... they. Neither of them had the the best childhood no. growing up. Exactly. But, you know, I think that them having children would be a way to correct that I for agree. their child. I agree. And Cassie's like, oh, all this talk of kids, I'm about to go make one right now. I'll be back. Facts! He tells as turn a blind eye, chaperone. I was like, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so, so basically, so basically Cassian got to get off in the last chapter and, uh, Cassian likes to keep tallies. So he like just sat there. He was like, well, it's Nesta's turn. And oh, right. He walked my... into that room and was like, I'm here to settle my debt. Facts! And Nesta looked at him and Nesta's like, what debt? <laughs> what do you mean? And like, he didn't even let this girl finish. Like by the end of it, she couldn't even pronounce her own name. Bro, but what I liked was that he waited by the door. Oh, yeah. And asked for her approval for everything. So I, I love that Cassian is like with that or consent. like that with her. Consent. Yes. Consent is always, oh, consent is so sexy. Oh, my God. But there was also something right before they started. Nesta says to Cassian, this stays out of training and everything else. This is just sex. And it says specifically something shifted in his expression. But he said just sex to confirm which is a lie because we all know it's not no, just sex. No, no. It starts off like that and then you're just like, people get feelings, stuff happens, people get hurt. Exactly. Like, no. All types of feelings. So the steamy time, they have playtime together and essentially Cassian heads for the door and is like, we're even now. Right. And, and Nessa was like, are you fucking kidding me? Sex. <laughs> like Nessa's in there. She's like. And now you know how it feels, bitch. Basically. Basically. <laughs> God. So moving on to chapter 23. Uh, that's the next day they're training and they're playing the game of nothing really happened, especially since Asriel has Is come there? to train with them. <laughs> but Asriel's like, <laughs> it reminded me of that scene from Twilight where he's like, yeah, as if that could help, I could smell her from across the field. Oh my God. You can smell Nesto and Cassian from across the fucking walkway. Dang, you. I was like, oh my God. Um, and as in Cash show Nesta how they spar, Cassian on page 255, I noticed this because at first he tries to throw Azriel's attention, like pretending that he's looking at Nesta. Yes. And then Azriel does the same thing to him. He oh. looks at Nesta like he's worried. 
and it captures uh, Cassian's attention, and Asriel lands a, a punch on him. Asriel and is sneaky. He is, but of course, he's a spy master. But that's when Cassian realizes, like, oh shit, when I'm around Nesta, all of my defenses are down. Mm-hmm. I lose all of my focus and training when I'm around her. And I was like, yeah, bro, that's that's dangerous. That's pretty serious. That was their morning session. Um, Then they end up obviously back at the library because Nessa has a job to do. And Nessa immediately goes to Gwen to ask Gwen if she's ever heard of the Dread Trove. So Nessa starts explaining stuff to her. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I because we Ashley's face right now. So here's the thing. Yes, yes, girl. Please bring it up because I need to talk about it. Here's the thing because before we started reading this book, we were told, and I read about this, that there was a part of the book that was taken out when the editor went through it because they were just yes. like, "It's too much happening," and people kept talking about it, and they were like, "It should have been left in. It should have been left in. It should have been left in." When you get to page 256, Nesta has the thought process after sparring or after doing training with Cassian and Az, legit has an actual like wet daydream about them. She does. Where she's basically thinking about having a threesome with Az and Cass. And I was just like, and why was this taken out? I want it to happen. Why was this taken out, yo? Why was this taken out? I wanted to. I want it to happen so bad. Sarah, I'm gonna need you to like post this part of the book at some place on a website, or it could be its own little little booklet. I don't care where I gotta go. It could be on. It could be on Wattpad. Exactly. I don't care where I gotta go. But find I need it. it. But I need it. Aim to the DM, double DM, and I need them. <laughs> I was also like, can you imagine how pissed off more would be? I would have looked forward to that. Because then Nessa could turn around and be like, bitch, I had both of them. Right, right. I got both of them. <laughs> <laughs> double dream hands. <laughs> no. I can't. You're filthy. <laughs> Oh my god. Yo. You're fucking filthy. Anywho, <laughs> moving on. Um, like Ashley said, Nesta was asking Gwen about the dread trove. Gwen says she's gonna try to figure it out um and get her some more information. And then Nesta also asks Gwen to train. Yeah. Um at first Gwen is like, oh no, it's not really my style. But yeah. there has to be more to it. There has to be more to why she refuses to train. There has to be more as to why she doesn't want to wear the the jewel or whatever it is. The stone atop Yeah, her head. exactly. Yeah, like why she feels like she's not worthy. Not that I'm excited to read about the trauma, but I'm excited to read more about Gwen as a character. To like see if we get to see her open up more, you know what I mean? And be more confident in her fiery, feisty side and maybe, mm-hmm. shy, maybe not be as shy and like come into her own. Because yeah, this... Like, this character being introduced, I really like her. You know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of a smarter and better version of Elaine mixed with Nesta. Okay, well, if this is the chick that ends up with Az, I would love it. Honestly, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to this one. I am not opposed. Not opposed to this one. She's got everything you want, my mans. She got everything you want, Az. She's got the fiery Nesta. She's sweet as pie like Elaine, but she's feisty like Nesta. And she actually has a personality. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Vagina with a brain. Wow. Ah, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Because I'm going to sit we keep going. I'm yes. just going to sit here and talk about how I think Az should be with Gwen. Moving on. So as Nesta's trying to convince Gwen to sign up, she's also saying like, you know, you can trust Cass. He's not that type of male. He's not handsy. He's, you know, very respectable. He's, she's like a good salesman for Cassie. <laughs> right. Not only that, but she's also talking highly of Cassie. Of him. Yes, exactly. So moving on from that, that's kind of where chapter 23 ends. So then we move on to chapter 24. And this is Cassian's point of view. Basically, Cassian gets called down to Chloe's office. He gets called down to the principal's office? Basically! Gets called down to the principal's office. Chloe's like, hey, so I'm going to need you to tell Nesta not to train in the library. And he's like, what? Nesta's been shadowboxing in the library. Shadowboxing the shelves, bro! (laughs) Yo, and like... 
It's funny because Cassian is like listening to Chloe, but at the same time, he's actually really proud. And Chloe's like talking to him is just kind of like, listen, I need you to have like a stern talking to with her and stuff like that. And he's just kind of like, okay. And like, he looks for her in the library. He finds her. But before that, he doesn't just like run up on her and be like, hey, yo, Chloe says you need to stop shadow boxing. You got to stop shadow boxing. Like that type of, no. He actually kind of waits to see what she does. And then comes over and corrects her, correcting her with like her arm and things where it should be placed. Next thing they know, all of the priestesses are watching them and Cassian's like looking and he's like, okay. And then it dawns on him that Nesta set this whole shit up. I was like, oh. Uh, Ocean's 11. Nesta's like, this is always the plan. (laughs) Right. But she's smart though, because it's like, they needed to see how, what she's doing, what she's learning, and how they interact together in order for them to consider maybe going, make them more comfortable. Exactly. And so when Cassian realizes that, he's like crafty Archrod. Like I said, every time I'm like, okay, Nesta, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. You're, you're giving me something to think about. I think that, you know, you might be becoming one of my favorite characters. She goes and does something to fuck it up. So <laughs> before you get to chapter 25, all of her hard work in regards to that worked out and paid off. Gwen signed up to train. She was so proud. And Clotho or Chloe was like pointing to the sheet. She's like, look. look. I know. Like even Chloe was excited yes, for her. Yes, exactly. Because it's been like, she didn't give up. No. And I was like, oh, Nesta. So then we move on to chapter 25 part two blade not the vampire slayer i was just about to say like blade blade. (laughs) that's why we're so like um but gwen joins them for the first day of training and she's actually pretty good at it she's very well balanced and um she confides in nesta at the end of the lesson and nesta's like what made you change your mind she's like i don't want to feel powerless again and nesta was like me Me too." too i was like oh this friendship yes moving on in this chapter um nesta ends up in I believe it's Emery's shop, right? I Yeah, I think that's her name. Emery. Yeah, yeah. There's this guy there who's half drunk and he's basically not not assaulting, but he's like bothering Emery. Yeah, he's intimidating or trying to intimidate her. Explains that he's her cousin from her dad's yeah. side. Um, and what they're doing is they're trying to bully her into giving up her shop. Nesta also on page 277 has... Um, a thought when Emery is telling her about the Illyrian leathers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. She kind of flashes back to when they were poor in the cottage and stuff. And Mm. the night that Feyre went out and she was like, I have to catch something. Otherwise my family will starve. Yeah. Nesta literally is like, I would have whored myself out to Thomas. I would have given him my virginity. Or Elaine. If he would have taken in me and Elaine. And I'm like, so fuck Feyre. Basically. Let her starve. I'm like, every time I think I like you, every time I think I might like you, you do some stupid shit like this. Yeah, this wasn't a good look for Nesta here. But then we also get a little bit of Nesta's trauma. So three days after that, Mm, yes, Nesta, as we all remember, Nesta was engaged to Thomas. She breaks it off with Thomas and he's enraged that he actually like assaults her. He went to go rape her because he felt like he was owed her virginity. I just, I was like, are you fucking, and then this bitch pulls a Mike Tyson. She done ripped off the man's ear. It wasn't where I was expecting it to go. Like I wasn't expecting her to to tear his (laughs) ear off. I was like, oh, but yeah. So like Mm. now we know not only is Nesta dealing with the trauma of her father dying in front of her, not only is she dealing with the trauma of being thrown, being taken against her will and thrown into the cauldron and becoming fae, but she's also dealing with the trauma of being assaulted. Granted, he didn't get mm-hmm. all the way, but still, he got to a point where he was ripping her dress. She's like dealing with a lot of shit. There's every time we think about stuff, there's like more layers and more layers of trauma. It's like an onion. She like legit all of the things that they have in Valaris, and they don't have a therapist for this bitch, right? Whatever you want to call it in the book, but this don't care how you spell it either. But yeah. as long as it sounds like a therapist. Also, Emery invites Nesta to have lunch with her. That's exactly And they get to learn a lot more about each other. Yeah. So she's opening up again, like you said, to someone new. She's making these friends. And at the end of the interaction, Nesta invites Emery to train with them. Of course, Emery is also hesitant. And Nesta really pissed me off when she said this. 
She was like, oh, well, you don't seem like a coward. Excuse me. First of all, look who's speaking. Second of all, mind your own goddamn business. I think she's worded it that way because she saw something in Emery that's similar to her. And I think she just knew if she said something like that, it would trigger Emery to go train. Because like, if you think about it, if at the library, if she hadn't tricked Cassian into coming into the library and showing how he is, Gwen would have never done it. And I think in this sense, I don't think she meant it in a mean way. I just think she knew what was going to trigger Emery to be like, well, shit, fuck it, I'm going. That makes that makes more sense because I immediately was enraged with with how she said it yeah, to her. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm done with Nessa. But the way that you describe it, it does make sense. So then this chapter moves on. Cassian is basically asking Eris about the dreaded, the dread drove. This is going to tie me up, Mr. Wise. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. What should we call it instead? I don't know, DT. See, I can't even do it. I can't. Oh my god. Oh my god. We'll think of a name for it. Yeah. Their interaction was funny. Well, not funny. It's just, it makes me like sit and just read more about Eris and I'm like, do I like him? Do I not like him? I know. At this point, and like you said, we're seeing these people from other people's parts or um, perspective. Yeah. So from Cassian's perspective, Eris is a dick. And the things that he's definitely said to Cassian, especially it's in this dickish. chapter, calling him like a, yeah, it's dickish. He's jabbing at Cassian. Yeah. He's making fun of him. Like he's nothing more than a the soldier when we know. Yeah, when we know and he knows. He knows that's not true. But it gets under his skin because when it's said more than once, mm -hmm. you know, it starts to get stuck in your head mm -hmm. and he leaves there kind of like with a sour taste in his mouth. Yeah. Like he was like, I tried to shake it off, but, but I just, couldn't. I couldn't. He I couldn't. couldn't this time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it also makes me wonder like, why is Eris such a dick to him? Is he jealous of Cassian? Maybe because he got to sleep with more. Well, that's what I mean. Is he jealous that Cassian was the one that took more's virginity instead of him? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Obviously, Eris has yet or can't sleep with more. And never will. Exactly. Like, what is it? I, I don't really understand what it is. Um, But that's basically where the chapter ends. So we move on into chapter 26. And I so spicy. Oh, it's so delicious. So spicy. It's so delicious. Um, basically Cassian has his attitude at dinner because of what Eris said to him. And Nesta immediately notices. She was like, what's wrong? Yeah. And made him tell her what Eris said. And this is like, yep. she's literally like, I don't know why Reese doesn't just kill him and get it over with and be done with it. I was like, oh, everybody. Nesta. <laughs> everybody has been saying that. They have. But for everybody has been like, can we just kill him already? Yes. But for Nesta. To say that to Cassie, and I was just like, oh, are we protective? Are we protective? I'm, I'm sensing so. a little bit I think of just a, a little bit. I think, I think just think a little so. bit. I'm sensing a little bit of a protectiveness here from Nesta. So I thought that was cute. Just a little bit. Um, and she takes it upon herself to make him feel better. Listen, I wasn't prepared for this <laughs> I chapter. I was not. Okay. I was not prepared for this chapter. I, was like, I oh, got to it oh and my, I got to this part oh and God. I was like, oh, right. Right. Because it's not just. It's not the just the description of it. It's the fact that they dirty talk. Oh my God, yes. And I was like... Yes, I was not prepared. <laughs> and I love was not. every second of it. I was just like, oh my, oh my God. Oh my, oh my God. Uh, Nesta. <laughs> Cassie. It was so good. So good. Yeah. At the same time, so dirty. I know. I was it was like, so filthily delicious. I loved it. So Back. Nesta goes Back. ahead and gives Cassian his happy ending. And there he's about to take her right there on the dining room table. And as Ooh. as makes his footsteps known from down the hall. Yes. And he walks in, he's like, yes. Good evening, everybody. And Cassian is so pissed. It's so bad. Because he didn't get to finish the way he wanted to finish. No, he did not. He did not. So that is definitely when they finally do. Holy shit. They're going to explode. That chapter is going to be pure chaos. I wait. Can we, can I say this though? Because as legit, once they get into this whole thing and Cassian's like, he calls him an asshole and stuff. Um, and he calls him a busybody. As is like, you let her suck your cock in the middle of the dining room at the table. I currently, I'm currently using to eat my dinner. Yes. 
I'd say that entitles me to an opinion. I was like, you know what, As? I think you're right. It definitely I does. Because right. let me tell you how you're going to fuck her on the table where everybody else eats. Uh-uh. Not in my house. Uh-uh. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of rooms upstairs. We really got to do it in this room. I mean, passion was high. Moving on to chapter 27. Um, Nesta can't believe that she did what she did. And they're at training. And she's just like, I cannot believe I did what I did. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she's like. I'm really glad that uh, Gwen will be there. I can use her as a buffer. Uh, she also, in this chapter, admits that the library research isn't getting her anywhere. And she knows that she's going to have to scribe yeah. for the cauldron. So she's kind of like shaky. Yeah. She asks, because um, Cassian's already headed up to Winhaven anyway. Mm-hmm. So she asks him for a favor and she gives him teas and stuff. Um, and he immediately takes it to Emery. Is kind of using it as a bribe to get Emery to come to training. Yeah. And, you know, Emery's, you know, she's holding firm. She's like, I don't know, you know, this isn't for me type of thing. And, like, Nesta tells Cassian basically to tell Emery, you should come anyway. Like, if you can only do an hour, only do an hour. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But, like, we will get somebody to take you. It's not a problem. Like, she's really, really trying her hardest to get Emery um, to show up to training. And then at the very end of this chapter, Emery is, is standing there. She's ready for training. So that's where chapter 27 ends. I was literally like, look at her creating a little fight club. Facts. She did. She definitely did. I have theories. I have theories okay. about this. I feel like Nesta is creating a group, like a little fight club group. And for some reason, with the whole talk about back, uh, backers, uh, <laughs> the talk about backers. <laughs> I feel like they're gonna get together like their their band of um of women fighters and train them and I feel like mm-hmm. they're gonna call them the new Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I can see that. I can definitely like see that. that will be yeah. not the Illyrian fighting legion, but it'll be a fighting yeah. legion under the night court and it'll be a, a legion right. of all women. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they wouldn't have to do the blood, right? Yeah. Cassian would most definitely still approve them as warriors. Yep. So, like, it does make sense. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then moving on to chapter 28. When the training is up and, you know, Gwen and them are getting ready to leave. Before then, they have a little bit of a moment together. And they bond over they books. They do. They bond over, they books. Bond over books. So Emery is like, oh, yeah, I read smut. And Nessa's like, bitch, same. Me too. And Gwen is like, smut. And Emery's like, oh, I can start you off with one of the, like, you know, the the ease in books. And you can see if you like it. And yeah. I was like, not Nessa's yeah. smutty book club and banter. I love it. I love it. Bags. T-shirts coming soon. It's like, basically, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a Valkyrie, you got to be a smut reader. Right. Like, I was right. Like, like, that's fine by me. But. It was really cute. I thought that was really adorable that like all three of them bonded over some, you know, smutty books. Um, when Reese comes to pick up Emery, Cassian slides his arm around Nesta. And I think he did this for two reasons. One, to keep Nesta and Reese from killing each other. And two, to show Reese Nesta is getting better. Like she's letting people also, in. Also, Nesta's not alone. Yeah, Nesta, yeah, Nesta's not alone. She's getting better. Right. Like she's let me yep. in just to give her time. And Reese takes it upon himself to um, mentally have a conversation with Nesta talking about you are to treat Gwen with respect and kindness. And she was like, get the fuck out of here, bro. First of all, this is my idea. Secondly, I've been hanging out with them this whole week. So how about you shove it? Like Reese really got on my nerves at this point in the book. I was like, can you calm down? Granted, he's becoming annoying to me too, but... I think the reason that he said that in regards to Gwen is because he knows Gwen's backstory. Honestly, I think Reese might be a little more protective over all of the priestesses because he created that library or he gave them that library as a sanctuary. Okay, then how about you go to that library and whatever that darkness is that's following your priestesses into their room and shit like that? he doesn't know that that's there. Nobody has said anything Then maybe he should go and take some trips to the fucking library and check up on them bitches. Sorry, they're not bitches. Then priestesses. It's just like he's I just, trying. He feels like he has to protect everybody from Nesta, and I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like she's very hard to be around, but she's not a monster, right? And like, don't get me wrong. I completely understand. It's also 
I'm trying to like see it from I guess Reese's perspective too because this is a character that I fell in love with for the past three books. Yeah. So for him to have like you know this completely different um, personality doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how this personality fits in the personality that we know that is Reese-Anne from the past three books. There's also the fact being that like I remember couple I, I think it was like either a court of wings of ruin or maybe a, a court of mr fury where they were talking about nesta and he was like elaine i can kind of tolerate he's like nesta not so much him and if you think about it it bothers him because i think we forget reese was a big brother yeah who couldn't save his, his little, little sister. sister yeah yeah damn. right okay. so there's a trauma there where he he looks at nesta and he's like you're a big sister and you can't you don't even have a familiar bond with your little sister and she's been through hell and back. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot more to that than just what we're oh, currently reading. See, and I'd be forgetting, I'd be forgetting stuff like that. I just instantly get angry. <laughs> that's why we gotta go over that's why we gotta go over the facts. <laughs> right. So like I'm constantly like sitting here and I'm like, okay, this isn't the resend that we know. Why is he doing this? Right. That's what I keep asking and trying to figure out for myself so that I don't end up like. Well, this is shit. Like, he just did a 180. Like, what's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, that, like me, jumping to conclusions like a goddamn antelope. A gazelle. A gazelle in this bitch. <laughs> Nesta pretty much pushes him out of her mind. And she goes to talk to Embry and stuff. And she's like, I hope you come back tomorrow. And at this time, at the same time, Cassian is having a mm-hmm. conversation with Reese mentally. And he's like, bro, you don't think I noticed what you just did? Like, don't do that shit. That's so unbecoming of you. Like, But see, this... This made me love Cassian even. Oh my God, yes. Because I like sat there, I was like, this is his high lord. You know what I mean? This is his brother. This is the guy that he grew up with. He he sees Reese in like the highest of regard. And yet he still in his mind was like, hey, yo, like, did you really need to do that? Like, you need to leave her alone. Yes. She's working through this on her own and you're being an asshole. Yeah. So it's like, I, I really like that part, like we said, with Cassian. And I'm really hoping that we get more of that. Um, I love, so far Cassian has stuck up for Nesta multiple times. I, and I love no! every time. I was like, I love every single time. She don't deserve it. I'm like, this is what I wanted. She this don't is deserve what I'm asking it. For. Yes. But you're a good man. Uh, <laughs> before Reese winnows away with Emery, he speaks in his mind to Cassian. He's like, I don't know what the fuck y'all been doing, but this entire house reeks of sex. And I was like, oh, and Cassian, Cassian's like a polite male never tells. And I was like, like dude. He's like polite, huh? <laughs> Is that what you call it? That's what they call it nowadays, mm, polite. Okay. Um, Alrighty then. And that's essentially where we leave off. Um, <laughs> so that was interesting. That was real interesting. It went from zero to a hundred real quick. A <laughs> hundred? Nah, it went zero to a thousand real quick. All the steamy stuff that was happening, and we haven't even gotten to the D I yet. Know. We haven't even gotten to the D. Bruh, I'm gonna have to sit the We're book down. We're just talking about other things. I'm gonna have to sit the book down when other it gets to that things. chapter. I'm gonna have to sit the book down and be like, okay, we're prepared. Get the candles. Because <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for the stuff that went down in the dining room. And like, I'm like, the moment I get to the point where like they actually do the deed, I'm going to have to read that chapter over and over again because I was, I'm not going to be prepared the first time. Right. Right. Oh my God. So when we get there, when we get there. So anywho, predictions. Do you have any? In regards to Nesta's powers, Mm -hmm. I think that they are um, showing because she's, she's having a hard time controlling them. Oh yeah. I'm wondering if at some point she loses all control and then some shit goes down. Do you know what I mean? Because they haven't been training her. They haven't really been training her in her powers and they want her to scry. I wonder if maybe she'll lose control while scrying and like that's what freaks out everybody maybe. So I had that same thought and I was like, something is going to happen where Nessa does something, it would be by accident or whatever. Reese is going to blow up and I think him and Cassian are going to get into a fight because of it. Because Cassian is trying to protect Nesta. That actually, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Because then Cassian would be stuck in the middle. He'll be stuck trying to defend the girl he loves at the same time his brother and men. And, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, yes, that makes a lot of sense. That would definitely develop. That would definitely create a really big conflict. Yeah, that's literally the only thing that I have. The only thing that I can like that you could think accurately of. see happening at this time because all the other stuff I'm like I don't know what's I gonna happen with, with the that, war though. with the queens. We don't know what's gonna exactly. happen there. Like exactly Joe Pesci. We haven't heard much about. Yeah, like, he's just very Joe Pesci is out there so... fucking trying to spin like riddles and 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 get people to like let him off the lake and shit like that. He's doing all types of shit. So we don't trust Joe Pesci. We don't trust Billo, uh, Brillo Pad. Um, I don't know Agreed. if we can even trust. Uh, I do. I know you like Lucian, but I don't even know if we can trust him right now with Vasa and Durin. Like, Love Lucian. I don't know. I don't ever think he would go to Hybern, but it's just like. I'm going to die on that hill. We know, bitch. <laughs> I really would love for a book to simply be about Lucian and like an evolution of him coming into his high lordness or whatever and like really figuring out his powers, maybe dumping Elaine. Right now it ain't. I've just written her off. I've written her off. She's no longer important to me. Uh, (laughs) So the next chapters that we are going to read are chapters 29 through 42. Um, yeah, so those are the next chapters that we are going to read. You guys, yeah. don't forget to follow us on social media because you love us so Please much. Please do. We're hilarious on social media. I, you have to. I know. You think we're hilarious we're here. Hilarious. Go check out those reels. Like You get to see our faces. I know. You get to see our faces. Our beautiful, lovely And see all of our facial expressions. Faces. Yeah, so go check we it out. We are hilarious. Dead ass. Hilarious. <laughs> so go follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at YA at Heart Podcast. So with that, we want to say thank you guys for listening. We love you. Yeah. And always stay YA at Heart. Stay tuned for YA After Dark. Oh yes, we have a YA After Dark session coming. So stay tuned for that. Super excited. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> but with that, love you guys. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.